You're listening to the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From February 23rd, 2020 at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida. The text is Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. And suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my Son, the Beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Listen. Can you hear it? No, not that. No, not that either. Here, let me give you a hint. If I gave you one of these, could you hear it then? My heartbeat, your heartbeat. There are about 300 people here, most of whom have a heartbeat. If you had one of these, a stethoscope, you could hear it, right? There are all kinds of sounds happening all around us at all times that we're unaware of, that are simply undetectable by our unassisted ears. Like there are infrasounds, sounds at a wavelength so low that human ears can't hear it, like the the sound that the earth makes right before a volcano. Scientists can hear that with certain tools, or the sounds that elephants and hippos and even whales make. They make sounds that are so low that we can't hear them as humans. And then there are sounds that are so high that we can't hear them, like a dog whistle. Um, And then there's this thing, it's called a mosquito, not the annoying insect, but there's a thing called a mosquito. It's a new technology developed that emits sounds at a wavelength that young people can hear, but most adults cannot. And so businesses will buy this mosquito and place these in areas where young people, teenagers, tend to loiter to drive them away. You know, they get in trouble, and so they emit this noise that... Uh, Adults are unfazed by, but it drives the young people away. The mosquito. And then there's the completely undetectable wavelength of the sound of every wife speaking to every husband. (laughs) I heard a story of a husband recently 
who was at his doctor and he said, you know, doc, I think my wife is losing her hearing. The doctor said, well, take what, I'll give you a kind of informal test. Just go up behind her and speak and, and then tell me how close you have to be for her to be able to hear you. So the guy said, okay, I'll try that. So he got, gets home and his wife is cutting carrots in the kitchen. And so he comes up behind her and stands about 15 feet behind her. And he says, hey, honey, what's for dinner? Nothing. So he moves about halfway closer, and he says, hey, honey, what's for dinner? Nothing. He's a little concerned, but he gets right up behind her, and he says, hey, honey, what's for dinner? She turns around, and she says, well, for the third time, beef stew. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sounds happening all the time that we just can't hear. But what if? What if we could expand our hearing ability, not just physically, but spiritually? Today, shifting to spiritually, today we see Jesus up on the Mount of Transfiguration. And Jesus goes up on the mountaintop, and, and oftentimes when you hear of a mountaintop or read of a mountaintop in the Bible, you can almost expect that you're going to have an encounter with the Most High God up there. Think of Moses upon Mount Sinai receiving the Ten Commandments. Or think of Elijah on the mountaintop, and the wind came, and the fire came, and the earthquake came, but God wasn't in those. He was in the silence. Now we see Jesus going up on the mountaintop with his three closest friends, Peter and James and John, his disciples. And there he is transfigured before them. Now I want to read this to you again, but this time from a different version. It's kind of a new version. It's called the Blevins Original Version. And Jesus was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And then answered Peter, and saith unto Jesus, Lord, dost thou mindest if I taketh a selfie? And after Peter tookest his selfie and workest with the Instagram filters due to the apparent overexposure of the glowing Lord, James beganest a video, which he narrated for his YouTubist channel. And meanwhile, John callest Jerusalem Channel 6 News You Can Trusteth to tryest to get a camera crew up there, or maybe at least their eye in the sky. Okay, enough of that. Back to the NRSV here. And suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And immediately the disciples fell to the ground, terrified. Have you ever been brought to your knees out of fear? if not literally, figuratively. There's a psychiatrist, she's also a best-selling author, her name is Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and this is what she says about fear, and something else too. She says there are only two emotions, there are love and fear. All positive emotions come from love, all negative emotions from fear. 
From love flows happiness, contentment, peace, and joy. From fear comes anger, hate, anxiety, and guilt. It's true that there are only two primary emotions, love and fear, but it's more accurate to say, she writes, that there is only love or fear, for we cannot feel these two emotions together at exactly the same time. They're opposites. If we're in fear, we are not in a place of love. When we're in a place of love, we cannot be in a place of fear. But there, on the ground, atop the mountain, are Peter and James and John, brought to the ground out of fear. And the voice says two things to them as they are there on the ground out of fear. The first is information. The voice, apparently the voice of God, gives them information, and it's in two parts. Number one, this is my son. The beloved is the second part. In him I am well pleased. There's actually three parts, aren't there? In him I am well pleased. Now, you may remember this from uh, a, a while back, three years ago, when God speaks to the people gathered there at the River Jordan, and Jesus is baptized, and there's a voice that says, This is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. And it's almost like Matthew chooses these words so carefully at the beginning of Jesus' ministry and nearing the end of his public ministry, like bookends. And the words are carefully chosen. God doesn't say, this is uh, the Messiah, this is the chosen one, this is the Redeemer, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And while all of those things may be true, The bookend, the thing Matthew says that it's important to tell us throughout history, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry and at the end of his ministry, is this is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. When we hear the voice of God, it's all about relationship and it is all about love. And so the voice gives them information, And then the voice gives them instruction. This is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. The instruction, listen to him. Stop running around the mountain trying to build something here. Stop it. Stop. No need to take a selfie or to call the news team. Listen to my son. Now, This voice that spoke there on the mountain is the voice we can hear today if we listen. And it may take it may take us a little while. And and it's not easy for us to hear. Maybe we need some help to hear. But when we hear, we hear the heartbeat of God speaking across the generations to us. You are my beloved son, and you are my beloved daughter. In you, I am well pleased. Now, some of us are a little bit resistant to thinking that God speaks of us the same way that God spoke of Jesus. Maybe we were brought up in a, in a fear-based religion. You know that guilt and shame, that sometimes the guilt that keeps on giving that our religion has given us? 
and we're not used to hearing that God loves us and God is pleased with us. Or maybe it's more of a family of origin thing. I don't know anybody here who had perfect parents. Mom and dad had imperfect love. And so maybe we were left feeling cut off from love, apart from love. But hear me now. God's heart beats with love for you. The word is beloved, agapatos in the Greek, meaning agape, divine, perfect, ever-flowing, never-ceasing love beating for you. Can you hear it? So the disciples are there on the ground. They're terrified. What did we learn about fear? Ah, it can't coexist with love at the same moment. They're terrified. They're on the ground. And Jesus comes to them, and what does he do? He touches them. Do you know what happens with a touch? When we touch someone... We transmit energy physiologically. Yesterday, I was at the ballpark. It's beginning of t-ball season. So my husband and I were with our six-year-old out at the Little League Park. And it was cold yesterday morning. Did you get out? Whoo, it was cold. And so his little hands were like ice. And so I kind of brought him in close to me. And he was looking out. And I was looking out. And I grabbed his cold little icy hands. And I held them in mine to warm them up. And within a few minutes, they felt a little warmer. What had happened was an energy transfer, a physiological energy transfer. And so when Jesus comes to the disciples, they're laying on the ground and he touches them. He transmits that agape energy into them. He says, get up. Don't be afraid. Love, not fear. And it's a choice that we make every day. Love, not fear. Doesn't mean we'll cast out fear forever, just like we eat and then get hungry again. We choose love and we'll feel fear again, and we choose love over and over again. And then we become that love for the world when we touch others spiritually, emotionally, physically. Don't be afraid. Choose love. So let me ask you again. Can you hear it? The heartbeat of God beating for you with an eternal agape powerful love. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.